0: Yeah. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday the 18th. Welcome back to another morning meeting. Let's head over to Henry from the
1: overnight. Hi, Chichi. Thanks very much. Overnight, we did see the Dow fall for the first time in six days. It's had five up days. We saw 172 points down on the Dow around half percent and the Nasdaq doing worse down 1.25 percent. We did see the Federal Reserve minutes out last night. And again, the market still, I think the jury is very much out as to whether the Fed is going to pivot or not. The Fed seems to be lining up a little bit of a pivot for their September meeting. Uh, The market is now pricing in a 50 basis point rise rather than a 75 basis point rise, but uh, certainly a little bit of volatility last night, only a sort of a 330 odd point trading range in the Dow. At best, it was up nine points, but some profit taking coming in some results. Base metals were easier, but not by an awful lot. Uh, But uh, some of the miners overseas were slipping and our mining sector is falling again today. Uh, Gold was down. 0.7 0.7 level percent or we did see oil, though, doing quite well up 1.4%, so bouncing a little bit at the moment. And we did see iron ore down 1.9%. So that weakness in resources and in the market generally is uh, is part of it. But it's all about results at the moment for our market. And they're coming thick and fast today on Super Thursday. And I'm sure Tom will tell you all about those in a minute.
0: Thank you very much for that, Henry. And
1: over to you, Tom,
0: for the local market.
2: Thank you, Cheech. Will, our market down at 33 points, breaking down through that 7,100. 100 level. Super Thursday, as Henry mentioned, for results. And there's also spy expiry today, which can cause a bit of volatility at the open. But some numbers around results so far 68 ASX 100 companies have announced earnings, net profit, and this number is on average and excluding BHP because that's quite a skew on the number. Net profit up 14.5%, dividends down 0.3%, and expenses 7% higher. Transurban had some numbers out. Portional EBITDA. $1.9 billion, a little bit short of the consensus that I looked at. Chairman will step down and expects FY23 dividend of 53 cents up 30% on a year ago. So a good outlook there for Transurban. Evolution Mining EVN cut its dividend as profit fell. Iris IRE said it expects results to be at the lower end of its guidance range. And Amcor AMC eyeing 3 to 8% earnings per share growth FY23. Origin has more than doubled its final dividend to 16.5 cents and we do have some jobs data out at 11 30 a.m unemployment expected to remain steady at 3.5 percent and i'll just read through some of the best and worst results reactions beacon lighting up 11.8 percent h t and e up 7.4 percent blackmores up 2.3 percent more losers and winners today though regis resources off 9 percent zero off 5.4 percent after repeating guidance and transurban down 5% there. Thank you, Chi. Cheers for that,
0: time. And let's head over to Leighton for the brokers.
3: Thank you, Chi-Chi. So I'm just going to go through a few of them because there's so many out with results. I'll just touch on what the broker responses are like and I might write them up and them in the newsletter with a bit more detail. So CSL was a pretty good response from the brokers, although results were softer than expected. Only Credit Suisse out this morning without an iteration of buy or overweight. They've got a neutral recommendation. The average target price there is about 10% above the current market price. A bit of a mixed response for Brambles this morning, that's BXB. There's three buy or outperform recommendations, two holds and one underweight from Morgan Stanley. And their target price is 18% below as the broker expects forecasts to be impacted by currency headwinds. Otherwise, Citi, Credit Suisse and UBS all have target prices of around 15% above the current market price and are expecting earnings growth in the high single digits. And Magellan, that's MFG, not such a good response from the brokers, they had a pretty poor result. And this morning, there is a sell from UBS and two holds from Morgans and Macquarie. UBS has a target price 27% below the current market price. Macquarie is about 8% below and Morgans is just in line. And UBS says that there is a $120 million per annum risk to revenues due to retail-based fees, which remain too high and downgrades forecasts, factoring in higher outflows.
0: Very good. Thanks for that, Leighton. And let's head over to you, Ben. I think you have some long-term portfolio updates. There's been a big week of results. How's the portfolio tracking?
4: Yes, it certainly has. I have the long-term section, which is in every Thursday. We are tracking pretty well over the last week, Cheech, up 1.35%, which is almost exactly what the market has done. Having a look through the portfolio, as usual, had those few changes last week that we wrote up. A reminder, that was topping up CBA, ANZ, NAB, Westpac, BHP, Linus, JB HiFi, WiseTech, and adding Data3, or uh, just little holdings, just getting that cash to work. Still concerned about results as our main priority. The market direction in general of concern as well. This morning, we have had a number of results come out. Tom mentioned a few of them. We had ASX, Transurban, Data3, and Prometicus out of our portfolio, all four slightly lower in early trade. Transurban, the only one down any kind of tangible amount, which is about 5%, but we're not too worried about them. We've got Clean away and Cochlear coming out tomorrow and then a few in the back half of next week. We've also got our normal portfolio X-Ray with a few moves. Telstra BHP lifting up the momentum ranking and REA increasing their quality rank after results. WiseTech, ASX, ProMedicus and Riskrat all remain at the very pointy end with near 100 rankings on both momentum and quality. So check out the long-term investor section for all of that.
0: I will be. Thank you very much for that, Ben. And Henry, let's head over to you for Henry's Take and strategy. What is that graphic that you had at the
1: beginning of your section today? Um, that is a very complicated pivot. I actually had a, an email from a scientist who studied that at Imperial College in the UK. So it is a very complicated piece of physics with a pivot, which of course is what the Federal Reserve is supposed to be doing, complicated pivot in terms of their, their kind of the pace and velocity that they're going to be doing in terms of rate increases. So just read a little bit today about that. We did see a pretty big number come out of the UK on in inflation temporary last night, which given the UK hasn't even reached 2% in terms of official interest rates, that is a yawning gap there. And of course, the US has got a similar problem in some respects with their inflation rate running at 8.5%. Interestingly, I was watching Adrian Orr from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand on the telly this morning. And he is a very straight talking kind of guy. He calls a spade a spade. It was interesting to uh, to compare and contrast his chat with someone like Philip Lowell or Jerome Powell. Obviously, no one takes too much notice of the Reserve Bank in New Zealand, which he uh, which he actually did say. Um, but the Reserve Bank in New Zealand does take quite a lot of interest in what other Reserve Banks are doing. So an interesting guy, uh, very much a straight talker. As far as uh, my stuff today goes, just running through a few of the results that we saw yesterday, Santos and CSL were a couple of those results that I ran through this morning, just to give an idea of what I was thinking on those results. Santos has certainly helped by the oil price at the moment, but to be a bit of an accumulate at these kind of levels. CSL to me still remains a bit ho-hum, but the market seems to like it a little bit. I guess I'm still concerned about the Vifor pharmaceutical purchase because that is quite a pivotal thing. And we are seeing margins being squeezed for CSL at the moment with plasma. Uh, they looks as if they're having to pay out more to get the donors blood. So that is um, interesting, but they did do very well out of the flu season with Aquarius. So that's been a big boost for them. Apart from that, i got to say, looking at the results today for some of the that I have in the small cap portfolio, I think someone snuck in overnight and decided just to punish me. Coden's having a, a, a nasty drop today, which I'm a little bit surprised about, seeing as the numbers were pretty much known. Although there is a sentence, as always, in the outlook statement talking about they have a business called Mine Labs, which is metal detectors, and that uh, they're saying that uh, they are not going to um, get the same level of sales that they saw in the first half of 2022 in the first half of 2023, but they should improve into the second half of 2023. So that has proved to be a bit of a negative. Stock down 11% today. Also in other news, in my staff, AQZ, which is Alliance Aviation, had the ACCC announcement this morning. Not exactly unexpected, I have to say. Uh, The ACCC does have concerns about the takeover by Qantas of uh, Alliance Aviation and the uh, the lessening of competition, especially on one or two routes. But at least now, uh, Qantas and Alliance have the framework to address and they have till uh, the 1st of September and others just put in submissions and the final decision looks like it's going to be mid-November so the wait continues on that one but generally lithium stocks at the moment which I've been a big fan of seem to be um, peaking and are coming off the top for sure so um, just looking at taking some profits more profits I have taken profits in some of these lithium stocks but taking some more profits in Town and Pilbara springs to mind but just keeping an eye on the prices at the moment if they a little bit of a rally later in the day maybe that will chance to take some profits otherwise just trying to reduce the risk a little bit because that sector does look the resources generally is under pressure at the moment so that is very much in evidence
0: very good thank you very much for that henry and let's move over to our question of the day this is going to be a good question if you're a newbie investor the question is what three stocks would you purchase for your portfolio if you were starting out from scratch
3: let's head over to layton I think everyone might hold this first one in their three, but Macquarie Bank, it's just such a good stock, very hard to go past. BHP, and I would like some lithium exposure going forward, so I just went with Liontown.
2: Tom, how about yourself?
3: Very similar to
2: Leighton, actually. You stole some of my thunder. BHP Macquarie, two very high quality and well-run businesses. And my third one was AFI, or Australian Foundation Investment Company, which gives you diversification of a large portion of very high quality ASX listed companies so I think that would be those three businesses would give you a pretty strong foundation to build a portfolio from. Very good and Ben how about
4: yourself? I just want to note that we had a rule for this question that we couldn't do ETFs and Tom's <laughs> gone in a roundabout way to
2: yes.
1: <laughs>
4: replicate that by having yeah. an LIC but that is okay. I'll mix it up a little bit rather than sticking down main street with three companies that I think are really high quality and have trends that will see them go well over the next five ten years and they are John's Ling Group, which is the insurance builder that is kind of geared into all of the increasing catastrophes we see and the reconstruction work that goes with them. WiseTech, which is WTC, is supply chain solutions, and Aristocrat Leisure ALL, which is in the gaming space, which we've talked about before is a very resilient space through economic cycles. Okay,
0: fantastic. Good to hear that. There are some stocks we can look at in um, turbulent Times. And over to you, Henry. What three stocks would you pick if you were starting out as at this is a investor again?
1: tricky one, isn't it? I was asked this question yesterday, I did a thing for Livewire and I put the question up on Facebook and there is a certain amount of commonality that pops up and BHP Macquarie always pop up in this one, I have to say. GMG also quite pop with members there. I will sort of distill those free stock picks from our members and put it in the newsletter tomorrow for those people that don't do Facebook. Yesterday, as I say, I did Livewire with this thing and I did pick a couple of resource stocks. I picked uh, Pilbara as one, which which I still believe has a great long-term value, especially if prices stay where they are. It is a producer of lithium. I also picked a coal stock, coal being very out of favor at the moment in terms of people putting money into investing in coal projects and not so much as far as coal stocks go because they've all been on an absolute tear. Uh, But Terracom was the one that I picked, T-E-R, the stock code there. And I did say Macquarie, I think, to um, to the live wire people, but it's such a dull pick. I think I think at the end of the day, maybe something like Transurban's fallen quite away. I do like Transurban, so maybe that one would be in there as a more of a safe play, kicking off with a three-stop portfolio. But yeah, some interesting choices, but Macquarie does figure large, larger than life. I don't really understand our fascination with Macquarie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it is an investment bank in times. They do go bad as well as good, mm-hmm. so it's a conundrum. Thank you very much for that, Henry. Well, enjoy
0: the rest of your day, guys. Best of luck. Uh, then we we'll see you back tomorrow.
1: See ya. See you.